This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. People are stupid. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial 421 Man. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. And joining us on the show again this week is Mark. Welcome back, Mark. Hello, friends. Hey. Thanks for being here. Anytime. Is this the first time you and I have podcasted together? Maybe the second? No, we uh, talked about the Claremont. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can never forget the Claremont. That. Yep abhorrent place has unfortunately come up on the show like four <laughs> times now <laughs> it's magical i mean it's part of the atlanta experience well, beer cans whole beer cans <laughs> crushed it's good to have you back we have a uh, relaxed show today i would say it's we're recording on memorial day weekend everybody have a nice holiday weekend yeah yep pretty fun mm-hmm had a party at my place. I was just telling Andrew about a minute ago. It got a little loud. Lots of guitar hero. Lots of guitar to. hero. Yeah. We have a friend who laughs like Seth Rogen. Oh, God. So. <laughs> oh, that's him. <laughs> uh, but we had a lot of fun. I saw Deadpool 2, finally. Uh, loved it. Good. And we'll, we'll talk about movies in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Pam, I was following you on Insta. You were at a music festival, weren't you? I was. I was at Bottle Rock, which is, um, if you ever want to go to, like, a music festival that is, like, it's still bringing a killer lineup, but you don't want to go to something that's, like, a CNBC and Coachella situation, I highly recommend Bottle Rock. It's always on Memorial Day weekend. It kicks off the summer. It's out in Napa, so if you make a trip out of it, you can hit up San Francisco. You can drink some good wine, and they also have really good wine and food on premises because it's a music, food, and wine festival. So, yeah, it's a great time. This is the second time I've gone before, and uh, it was really, really fun. Uh, They had a bunch of really great artists on there, but uh, my favorite sets were uh, Bleachers and Bruno Mars. And Muse. Muse was really good, too. It'd been a while since I'd seen them live, so that was really fun. I really want to see them. Muse is fun. You should. They're so good, and, like, it's so funny because I think that if you listen to, like, just their records – it is impressive, like, what they can do, but then you see them live or you see videos of them live and you realize that Matt Bellamy is, like, making a lot of those higher-pitched sounds that sound like guitars are actually just, like, his his vo- voice. Oh. That, that's his voice because he's so good. That's insane. I mm-hmm. feel like they're one of those bands that, you know, I admire them and I like to listen to their music casually. I don't consider myself a big fan, but I think that they would be really enjoyable to see in concert mm-hmm. just because they put on such a good show. They definitely do that. And also, like, for the somebody that's maybe not really into alternative rock, like, Bruno Mars is the same way. So it was really cool to just kind of see all ages just having a great time. He's, like, the full package performer, and his music is 
it just kind of transcends not necessarily genres, but also like generations. And uh, yeah, so that's really nice too. It's kind of nice when you can go to a festival that like, obviously, like you don't want like tiny, tiny kids there, but like you can bring your kids to not worry about it being all like drugs and stuff. Yeah. So very cool. I didn't go to any concerts. Um, the Chicago weather finally got super nice. It was in the mid 80s. And still now it's in the mid 80s. It, it got hot, gross hot, just in time. So lots of time at the beach. It's been super nice. Very satisfied. And uh, did some cooking, which actually we're going to talk about a little later, thanks to one of our new advertisers. <laughs> but over on Patreon, we asked for our AP choice this week. Give us some summer recommendations. What do you think your fellow listeners should be getting into over the summer? Maybe you're spending more time outside reading, just more time relaxing. Sean said, David Sedaris has a new book coming out April 29th. It's called Calypso. His writing is always good for a laugh and generally pretty light. I've read that Calypso is pretty dark at times, but still hilarious. I'll definitely be taking it to the beach with me this summer. I love David Sedaris. Yeah? What else? Yeah, he's... um, Well, one of his most famous memoirs um, was called Me Talk Pretty One Day. Um, And it's a series of short like short memoir, like vignettes from his childhood. Um, and he does a really good job of walking the line between like happy and sad. So stuff can be simultaneously really dark, but also really funny. Um, Mark and I actually got to go to a reading with David Sedaris last fall. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he got his start kind of on NPR when like back in the nineties, he would do a lot of readings for this American life. And in addition to being a brilliant writer, he's also a brilliant reader there's just something about his tone and the way that he emphasizes certain things that makes him really enjoyable to listen to. Interesting. So I have to check that out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Zach says, binging crazy ex-girlfriend, The Expanse. He also recommends both the book and TV series, uh, which is moving to Amazon, by the way. They saved it. And uh, mm-hmm. music-wise, he says, Dirty Computed by Janelle Monae. Uh, she's gay, openly pansexual, feminist, and funky. Hmm. By the way, Zach is listening live on Patreon right now and says that Mark has the Micah voice. That's interesting. Yes. Oh, you have the Micah voice. I'm surprise, I am Micah. I just rip off a mask. I would be... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. Huh. Just, uh, Mark, please, God, don't let Laura close her eyes while you two are having intercourse and and speak to her. I don't want her having any thoughts about Micah. I'll just be like, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to get you a chair. Actually, I have a Micah chair a in my living room. You got to go right over there now. Oh, right my now. Right God. now. Okay. I have an accent chair in my new home. I got to invite Micah over. I got to know if he's going to go sit in it. Yeah, he will make a beeline straight for that chair. <laughs> I would die if he did. I'd have to leave my place. I'd be laughing my ass off. anyway finally sp says i highly recommend the michael scott series the immortal nicholas flamel the six book series spans a one month period and is nonstop action every mythological creature from all over the world makes an appearance the fan forum was very nicely moderated and michael scott himself answers some of the questions very cool presumably not the michael scott from the office that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was going to say uh, his post-Dunder Mifflin life is very interesting. <laughs> we have a lot to get to today. 
It's going to be a fun show, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna properly introduce Pam a little later. We haven't actually done that yet. We just kind of like threw her in and was like, okay, talk politics. We're gonna we're gonna introduce you, Pam, the right way. I'm I'm sorry we haven't done that sooner. Oh, maybe I should have spoken up. I was just like, cool, all right. I guess I'll either sink or swim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't get we didn't introduce you to the to the listeners. Um, you know, tell them about you. And there's lots to talk about regarding Pam. So we'll do that a little later. I probably spoke too much last week. I would like to apologize for all the. <laughs> terrible things that i said i understand that some people were shook by my remarks and uh i do not regret them (laughs) however i am a changed man when it comes to how what i do with my garbage at the movie theater i previously revealed that i leave it on the ground because there are people to clean it up that's part of the movie going experience for the record some people did agree with me but most people disagreed and i am vowing to take my trash to the garbage Henceforth, I will be keeping my area clean, and I did this starting with Solo a few days ago. I even took photographic evidence and posted it on Patreon, so I held myself accountable. Don't you feel so much better now? I do. I Yeah, I feel good. It, it was... You don't. It, yeah, it's no, I, I do. Of course I do. Anyway, I mentioned Solo. Did anybody else see Solo this weekend? It was pretty good. Yeah? My uh, my roommate's a huge Star Wars fan. Like, he has Star Wars Legos, comic books, all this stuff. And we saw it. And it was a pretty good uh, origin story. But it was different. Like, it wasn't just a Star Wars movie, which I kind of liked. It felt like a heist movie. Did he, the huge Star Wars fan, like it as much? Yeah, he said he didn't want it to be uh, uh, just another Star Wars shorter scale movie, but the fact that it was different and it felt like a almost an Ocean's movie, he really liked that aspect of it. So, so he gave it a pass. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. Like I enjoyed myself. I liked that Woody Harrelson Harrelson was in it. He's always uh, fun to watch. But um, yeah, like it was fine. I didn't need it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought yeah. I should see it. So I'm on top of pop culture for the weekend. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was solid. It was one of those things where I didn't feel bad after I walked out of the theater. And I was like, that was cool. Like you didn't regret buying a ticket. Yeah, yeah exactly. I see. It hasn't been doing that well at the box office, though. It's it kind of flopped. Uh-huh. It made like 114, I think, over the four day weekend, which is pretty bad. And now uh-huh. there's all these stories like, will Disney rethink their Star Star Wars strategy? I I do think they need to slow down the number of Star Wars movies they're creating. The Last Jedi just came out in December. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it makes sense for them to be coming out with these Star Wars story movies sort of like for the the intermittent years where they don't actually have uh, something from the new trilogy coming out. But they should be stories that serve a larger purpose. Like Rogue One, for instance, put the pieces together in terms of what happened that's like started A New Hope, right? The Solo movie, it's just kind of a standalone movie about Han when he was younger. And... I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I might be missing something, but it just doesn't seem like it adds that much 
to the material we already have. Yeah, it's one thing I will say is they do a really good job of defining Chewie and Han's relationship, like why they're such good friends and the Millennium Falcon, like because of how early it takes place, there's a lot of things going on in the Star Wars universe that they address and show kind of how it got started. Mm -hmm. So when the older movie happens, you're like, oh, I remember that from, so like if, if somebody saw all these, not in when they came out, but in the chronological order, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I remember that thing that was in Solo. Now it's in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it, they try that a little bit, and I think there's a there's an Obi One movie come out, right? And apparently a Boba Fett. Yeah, movie? there's rumors yeah. Well. they're developing these. Yeah. But come on, I I think those have to mm-hmm. be they're going to cancel them after the box office here because it's kind of just embarrassing like they wanted disney wanted star wars to be another another marvel and it's not looking that way like if han solo can't drive a huge box office boba boba fett is supposed to and i think there's a lot more intrigue there with him there because he's yeah because like han solo as a character is very much defined like we know enough about him and where he came from that you don't necessarily like need to put more puzzle pieces together although it's nice to have that i guess if you're a super fan but boba fett is like this fan favorite character that literally just achieved cult status and we don't know like too too much about him um i guess you could argue if you read like some of the books and stuff like that you maybe have a little bit more information but when George Lucas like opened up the Star Wars universe to like basically like anybody play around with it, it's kind of like you have all these different variations of like histories with characters and things like that. So there's not like any continuity or like concrete canon involved. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because I know before the Disney deal, there was a whole like Star Wars Legends canon, and then once uh, Disney bought them, they recanted all that. And they're like that. That's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. Now everything's different. And some they take some things from Legends, but it's not Legends is no longer canon. Like in Legends, there was an issue where Han and Chewie crash on a planet. They live out their life there, and then thousands of years later, it turns out that planet is Earth. And then Indiana Jones finds the William Falcon. So, like, what? so that never happens because that's just yeah, that's that too sounds much. like a, a Reddit like crazy fan yeah. theory. It does, right? Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. I, I I think too the timing of when this movie came movie was bad because Deadpool is out, right? So, and Avengers I mean, only came out a month ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, it like like Mark was saying though, it is interesting to see the early days of han and Chewie. you see when their very first encounter with each other which is fun you also find out how han got his last name and (laughs) it's kind of stupid like i think it's going to be a running joke on the internet for a while did you like that mark don't spoil but not really (laughs) i uh, i don't want to spoil it but yeah i wish he would have done something about that or like said something yeah no no anyway and laura you saw deadpool yes fucking funny right yeah Yeah. i loved it so i'm not gonna like give any spoilers here but for those of you who've seen it um there's that opening scene that involves a gift exchange and mark actually saw it before me and he was like yeah so there's gonna be one scene at the beginning where there's a conversation that happens 
that is like verbatim a conversation you and I have had. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then it happened in the movie and I laughed just a little too hard because I was like, oh shit, he wasn't kidding. And I was seeing the movie with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure he was like, why is she laughing this hard at this joke? (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) It was good. I loved it. I loved, um, especially again, it's not giving a spoiler to say that they took some shots at the various superhero studios Mm -hmm. which was really really funny um especially if you've been following any of the the bullshit that is like marvel versus fox and then also like there's some shots at the dc universe right so that was all a lot of fun (laughs) yeah i was laughing hardest in my my showing of it i was just having a ball (laughs) (laughs) it was so good my favorite the lines in that movie were great my favorite scene was when the x-force comes into action that that parachuting scene <laughs> that that killed me left and right. Oh, <laughs> Peter! Oh, oh, sugar bear! Oh, so good. Anyway, um, <sighs> on to some other stuff now. Wanted to let everybody know that we're putting into action a new plan for the show, in which we bring on an entirely new guest once a month. We're going to have on different voices who can contribute different thoughts on the world, um, those with different expertise, maybe even some of you who (laughs) we deem worthy of coming on the show. Uh, But it'll be a fun way to shake up the show, right, Laura? I think so, definitely. Um, And actually, I wanted to announce that next week we have another guest joining us, friend of the show, Sarah Steelman. And I'm very proud to be calling her Dr. Sarah Steelman because she just finished her PhD. Uh, and so she is going to be coming on to speak with us about her dissertation topic, as well as how that topic is relevant. Very cool. In today's world with our current news cycle. And it's very relevant. Yeah, exactly. We're, ha- we're so, And we're hoping to have on relevant guests like her who can mm-hmm. give, uh, contribute, bring on new millennial perspectives. <clears throat> Or younger or older. We'll see. Everyone's a millennial at heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hmm. (laughs) at the end of each guest segment, we can decide whether we deem them a millennial at heart or not. Oh, I see. (laughs) But speaking of guests and contributions, Mark, you wanted to talk video games in E3? Yeah. So E3 is going to be happening pretty soon uh, next month. And it's basically video game Christmas because all of the announcements and systems and games are announced at that expo so i'm just going to go over anybody had any predictions or things they were excited about mm-hmm. i mean i was talking to you about this today so mm. i can share mine if you want or you can share yours first well well mine is i really want smash to be announced like the release date soon because they had the trailer people were super excited about that um, there's rumors of a Pokemon game coming to the Switch. Oh, mm-hmm. So pretty. Yeah, I, I wish. I can't wait. And so. is that, just to clarify, is that Smash for the Switch? Or is it just a new... So there's no... The jury's out on that. So, okay. Like, people say it's going to be a new Smash, but some people are like, oh, it's just a port. So, oh, okay. So we'll know for sure June 12th, I think. Mm-hmm. They'll have like a, they have like a tournament and something. And, yeah. and in case anyone doesn't know, 
the the long title is Super Smash Brothers. This is the classic oh, Nintendo yeah. game that started with Nintendo 64, I believe, and it's just mm-hmm. been a fan favorite every time. So the Switch has ported, Nintendo has ported a bunch of games from Wii U to Switch, so it wouldn't surprise me if they ported the Wii U Smash Bros. to Switch but added a ton more mm-hmm. to it. I'm hoping for an entirely new one, though. Yeah, and they're putting a lot of uh, like energy behind this. Like, there's going to be a tournament at E3 for this game. So, like in my head, I wouldn't do all this if it was just a port, right? You know, but but who knows? Nintendo's weird like that. They're amazing, but they do a lot of weird yeah. stuff. And and like um, that the rumors of that Pokemon game. Oh my god, I'm so excited because obviously, oh yeah. Nintendo has killed it with Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Presumably, they'll kill it again with Smash Bros. And they've got a bunch of cool titles coming out this summer, like Mario Tennis and um, Treasure, uh, Treasure Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they will put all they're putting all their resources into Pokemon, and they'll blow us away. Mm -hmm. Given the popularity of Pokemon Go, they can now bring Pokemon Go's runaway success to their own console, like hell yeah, they're going to take hold of this opportunity. Yeah, and they already admitted that Pokemon Go was basically a beta because they're going to be putting Pokemon Go functionality into the new Pokemon game. <laughs> rumor. Rumor has it. So, you know, which would be awesome. I, like, want to cry every time I think about this upcoming Switch game because I just, I, I loved Pokemon as a kid. When I bought the Switch, I felt like a kid again. It's just a magical device. And putting the Switch, putting Pokemon on the Switch is just going to be so cool. I know. Like, Pokemon Blue was the first game I ever bought with my own money. So oh. I I can't wait. Like, I'm going to gonna have a little moment and sit in my <laughs> bed all curled up and get my first Pikachu again. And Yeah, right. Andrew, what's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, definitely Pikachu. Oh. That's a respectable choice. Yeah, Pikachu's come on. Cool. Yeah, he's a, that's he's like a... that's like if somebody's like, "Who's your favorite Harry Potter character?" and you're like, <laughs> "Harry." <laughs> but Pikachu's cooler because Pikachu. I mean, Harry did kind of save the world. But Pikachu's sassy. Well, Ash's Pikachu is sassy. The other Pikachu's aren't really. I mean, Pikachu's aren't a monolith. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's Ash's Pikachu that's sassy. Yeah, but that is... When I say Pikachu, I mean Ash's Pikachu. Oh, so we're talking about the Pikachu. Yeah, the Pikachu. Oh, well, I stand corrected. Mine is Squirtle. Aw, well, I mean, that's kind of a basic choice too, Laura. No offense, but it's a starter Pokemon. (laughs) Well, okay, but it's not the starter Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Fine. Shots fine. (laughs) I played Pikachu in Smash Bros, by the way. That's usually my go-to oh. character. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I thunderbolt the shit out of people. I see you're also a man of culture. Why? What do you mean? Because you're a Pikachu player. Oh. I also play Pikachu. Oh, I see. Yeah. You enjoy the finer things in life, so I see. <laughs> Anything else we should look forward to at E3? So that was mostly just Nintendo. Microsoft has some things coming. Probably Halo 6. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of but people love it so uh sony though last of us 2 which last of us one was amazing uh the spyro uh, yes yeah. 
I was a Spyro kid growing up, like my two favorite games. I was a PlayStation kid, let's be honest, but like I loved Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. So they're remastering Spyro, which I'm really, really excited for because I get to be a child again. And there are rumors, apparently, that they might be redoing Crash Team Racing. Yeah. But nothing's been confirmed. So people are, I guess, hoping that they're going to drop something at E3 or give us some kind of hint that it's coming. Yeah, like a trailer. Yeah, because they did a really good job remastering the first three Crash Bandicoot games last summer, and they just packaged them on the PlayStation Network. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm keeping an eye out for. Mm -hmm. And the game for Sony I'm really excited about is the the Spider-Man game. Oh, yeah. It looks amazing. Hmm. It's open world, all around New York, swing around. It's pretty great. Miles Morales is in it, which is cool. That'll probably be the next big game on PS4 I obsess over. Mm -hmm. Like September 7th, I think, so... Okay. Cool. No more Grand Theft Auto, Andrew. <laughs> no, no, that was short lived. <laughs> I stalk Andrew on PlayStation. It's fine, guys. I, Laura, you saw me like one time playing GTA. I play Horizon no, Zero Dawn most of the time. It's been a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple times. But I really don't play it anymore. I'm always playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't know if you could see how often I play games on there through your view, but. No, it only shows uh, what you're playing and when you're playing it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't look at oh. your history. Okay. If I could. Oh. <laughs> you actually can do that on Nintendo. You can see how many yeah. hours somebody has played a game for. I mean, you can on Sony, but you have to, like, change your settings. Oh, like, okay. default, it just says, hey, your friend's online and they're playing, you know, God of War or something. Mm-hmm. Which, that was great, too. You mean... Dad of boy. Dad of boy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well. Any other things about E3 before we move on to a word from one of our sponsors? Uh, that's basically it. We'll see if these rumors and predictions come true. But I really want Pokemon and Smash. So I know my. I think brothers... you'll probably get those. Yeah, I'm glad you're mostly focused on Nintendo because that's what I'm only excited yeah, I mean, about. I love the Switch. I don't have one yet because. All the games that came out that look really cool, I could have gotten on the Wii U. So I want the multiplayer games that make the Switch the Switch. Like, if I could go around and play Pokemon with people, like, on the go, that'd be great. Right. Well, and please, once you do get a Switch, play Odyssey Im- immediately. It's It'll be oh, the yeah. best thing that ever happens to you. Oh, Odyssey promise. looks great. I was super excited for that, too. So I'm pretty excited. Cool, cool. Same. Thank you for that overview, Mark. And Mark is going to be back on again post E3 to give us a rundown of what happens there and what we can expect moving forward based on the announcements they give us there. Okay. And now before we move on to the Pam game, uh, we have a quick note from one of our sponsors, Omaha Steaks. With Father's Day right around the corner, the best way to kick off grilling season is to send a big old box of meat to your dad. That's not innuendo. I'm talking about thick, juicy steaks. And I am not kidding when I say a box of meat. (laughs) I came home to a cooler package full of pristine steak cuts, pork chops, and steak burgers. I'm a pescatarian, so Mark was the lucky recipient of my meat. (laughs) And I think it's safe to say he was into it. Right, babe? (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of weird because you were like... Hey, do you want my meat? 
<laughs> I was like, Ex- excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, it was really easy. Everything was already just prepackaged and frozen. And all I did was just warm it up and make whatever I was making for the evening. And it was pretty great. So Mark and Andrew both tried some Omaha Steaks products. Uh, can the both of you tell me about your meat? How was it? <laughs> the, the meat is juicy. No innuendo needed. I mean, it really, I had some today. We cooked up the pork chops on the grill. Oh my God, mm. it's delicious. Yeah. What about you? What was the thing that you liked the best? The steaks. Because you could, they they were kept so well. Like we usually get frozen steaks. They're like kind of dry or they're like really like packed with preservatives. But these just, you thaw them out, throw them on the stove or put them in the mm-hmm. oven. But And like when you eat them, they're so juicy. Mm, quite good. Yeah, we like juicy. Juicy meats. Oh yeah. <laughs> So Omaha Steaks is convenient and offers a ton of variety. They deliver hand-trimmed, flash-frozen, and vacuum-sealed meals directly to your door in an Omaha Steaks cooler. They also offer a ton of variety with pork, poultry, veal, lamb, bison, seafood, steak fries, and dessert items like apple tarts, which I made up today and were delicious. Um, They even give you the option to customize cuts for your dad's grilling needs. Mm-hmm. And right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to our listeners for Father's Day at 78% off. This is a really amazing deal. Go to omahasteaks.com, type M-I-L-L in the search bar, and you can get this Omaha Steaks Father's Day package for $49.99, which includes, this is a long list, guys, two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, <laughs> four chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all beef Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus get four more grill-ready Omaha steaks burgers free with purchase. Again, get this limited time package for only $49.99. <laughs> when you go to omahasteaks.com, type M-I-L-L in the search bar. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. The the variety box that you receive is insane. Like, I it could really not believe is. everything that they send you. And it's all so good. I know. Mm. I To be honest with you, I'm a pescatarian. Um, so I didn't get to try any of the meat, but I did prepare some of it for him and it smelled fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. It was so easy to do. And what I really like about it is the way it's all packaged. Like it is packaged so you don't have to touch it. It's adorable. I love how they do it. Yeah. They do a really, really good job. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, definitely check them out. It's a great gift for dad or anyone special in your life. Though I wish this ad was about how Laura stopped being a pescatarian and started eating meat again because she loved <laughs> the smell so much. She decided to just stick her head in the meat. I mean, you know, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I have stuck my head in some meat before, but not that kind of meat. The um, four jumbo franks. The four jumbo that's franks. What that's what got me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did try like when I cooked up his steak, I tried like a little tiny piece of it just to see what the flavor was and it tasted really good yeah yeah they they were delicious mm-hmm. try them you're gonna love them we'll see if they still want to sponsor us after this <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right so who's ready for the pam game i want to learn more about pam pam i hope you're ready for the pam game i guess i'm as ready as i'll ever be <laughs> yeah well so we're gonna basically do an interview with you 
Uh, but we decided that we're going to specifically ask you these terrible, quote unquote, unique interview questions that employers are using to try and seem cool and hip with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready? Do you know, I glanced at these. This is not even the weirdest thing I've ever been asked before in an interview. That's so impressive. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like so many companies in an effort to appeal to millennials are asking these ridiculous questions. Um, Do you know, the the real test is like whether or not you can keep a straight face while answering I them. agree. I <laughs> agree. So really, this is how everyone, like all of our listeners, they're going to get to know you because they're going to get to see... How you? How the fuck you answered these? I don't have answers for most of these, so Good hats luck. off to you, Pam. Good luck. All right, the first question: Are you more of a hunter or gatherer? <laughs> oh my god. Um, I guess. Uh, well, my day job, I gather news because I'm a journalist, so I guess I would be a gatherer. Well reasoned. That that is okay. yeah, very sound. Second question. Do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't not believe in Bigfoot, but I'm going to need some more substantial evidence. Mm. Fair enough. I kind of believe in Bigfoot. I don't. I want to believe in Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) How very X-Files of you. (laughs) What is your least favorite thing about humanity? Um, Lack of empathy. Mm. So, like, what would you think is um, a prime example of something going on in the world today that demonstrates humanity's lack of empathy? Uh, Immigration laws in the United States. Mm. That is a very timely comment, because we're going to be talking about Mm. a story related to that later. Hashtag foreshadowing. Yeah, no, seriously. (laughs) And I agree with you. If there was a movie produced about your life, who would play you and why? Not because she looks like me, but I'm going to pick Mindy Kaling because I think that she would be able to not only, like, play me, but also she could just, like, write and direct the movie and just, like, produce it. And it would probably just be really funny and enjoyable. I l- Very similar to my sense of humor. So I love Mindy. She's so great. Do you like the Mindy Project? I do. Yeah, I think that she like, I'm a really big like rom com fan, because, um, you know, I just want to believe in love, even though I'm very cynical. But I just think that she like, if there's somebody that's like reviving the the idea and the concept of the modern rom com, it's Mindy Kaling. And she does that really well in the Mindy Project. She's got an adaptation of Four Weddings and a Funeral coming up on Hulu, too. And I think that that's going to be equally as great. And she just, like, even in her books, she does a really great job of kind of, you know, um, balancing that act between, like, serious and funny. And I think that that's really important in the genre that she's in. Yeah, I like that about her as well, because I feel like it makes her very human. Like, she has such a transparent, open approach to who she is as a person. And she doesn't try to be anyone except herself. Hmm. So, I don't know. I That just makes her very approachable. Are you excited that she's in uh, Ocean's 8? Oh my god, I'm so excited for that movie. But yes, also because Mindy Kaling. Yeah, I'm excited about pretty much every actress in that movie. They're I'm all excited. amazing. I know. I'm excited for Rihanna. Right, Rihanna the hacker. I was not oh. excited for Rihanna. I know. <laughs> I'm excited about Rihanna everything. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Anytime Rihanna comes out with a new line of something, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy everything. I need it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. She just put out lingerie. Is that your next uh, splurge? Oh, we were looking at it. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say, it's like, cute. I wasn't as impressed with it as I was hoping I would be. Well, I didn't but know about this I Rihanna think that, like, Wait, what? The Rihanna passion? She's great because she just doesn't care what anybody else thinks of her, but like not in a way that's like she secretly cares. She just really gives no fucks. Yeah. And also her makeup line is amazing. This is totally sidetracking, but like I wear Fenty Beauty everything and I love it because the product is quality. The price point is affordable and it is accessible for people of all skin tones. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. And they're not sponsoring us. I'm just saying that I love them. Anyway. But also, Rihanna, if you want to sponsor, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> Pam is like, if you want to sponsor, please just give me a call. Email we'll do me an and only me. <laughs> exactly. I would share with Laura. <laughs> Actually, if Rihanna could sponsor my life, that would be. That would, yeah, that would be, be cool. She could be like your life coach, too, and you could just learn how to, you know, be Rihanna. How to not. Great. I would take that class. How to not give a fuck. Like, truly not give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, but she's on a whole other plane. Anyway. So, Pam, back to you. What was the last gift you gave someone? Um, I gave my brother, I'm giving him a crock pot today. It's his birthday. Aww. Yeah, I think that's how you know you're becoming an adult when you start gifting appliances. Yeah. <laughs> did he ask for that or did you just think that he needs it? No, he kind of like, well, I bought him a knife for Christmas, like a cooking <laughs> knife. <laughs> uh, a really nice Wustoff knife for any of you guys that are, uh, you know, cooking fanatics, eight inches chef knife. Really good to have in your arsenal, but also very expensive. Um, But he's moving out to Portland to finish up university. So his apartment's going to be unfurnished and he definitely needs the things. Yeah. I feel like those are the kind of things people don't think about when they're buying housewarming gifts, too. Like, nobody thinks about the practical, unsexy things. Right. Yeah, like vacuum cleaners. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, honestly, like, I don't consider crockpots to be terribly sexy, but I fucking love my crockpot. Yeah, or like a standing mixer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What? What's that? That's nice. Uh, Mark just said, uh, what? What is that? It's uh, it's like uh, it's like a beater, but it, it's like really big and you can like make um, like you can bake with it. Basically, like you put batter in there and it makes baking really easy. Oh, you can probably do a lot of other stuff with it with like different um, attachments and stuff like that. Like you can use it to make sausages if you buy like the meat grinder attachment. You can use it for all sorts of things, but they're also very expensive. Oh, OK. All right. I thought it was like a sound thing. A standing mixer. It kind of sounds like a, a standing a, mixer. Yeah. It sounds like an AV thing. You think you're going to have like DJ Khaled in the living room? Like more of a Deadpool guy, but more of a Deadpool. I wish it was, I wish it was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a standing desk now that you can mix more healthily by standing instead of s- sitting <laughs> there you go all right pam you're a new addition to the crayon box what color would you be and why uh some variation of purple because i really like purple it's a good color. your everything is purple speaking of your instagram you 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 write in purple on there don't you I do because it's like, yeah, it's my favorite. It's like my little signature. I don't know. I think I just do it because I can't decide on another color. I'm like, purple's great. 
I like it. I also am a really big fan of like the typewriter font on Instagram, <laughs> as I'm sure you noticed. I've just like streamlined my entire story process and it makes uploading easier. I don't have to think about it. Do you know how long it takes to like, if you're like sitting there like, I'm going to choose fonts for like a half hour and nobody has time for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you were a pizza delivery person, how would you benefit from scissors? <laughs> what? Oh my god. I feel like the right answer for this would be like, oh, it's nice to be prepared in case your customer needs scissors for some reason. Or needs murdering. I I was going to say I'd probably use it to slash the tires of really rude customers. (laughs) That is the right answer. The person vigilante. So you only slash uh, people's tires who didn't make the cut. Oh. Oh. There it is. All right. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Um, oh, my God. I'm visualizing this, and it's, like, really terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would fight one horse-sized duck because that's just one. But, like, a flock of ducks is very scary. Right. So I don't think I'd want 100 duck-sized horses nipping at my heels. Keep in mind, though, this horse-sized duck can fly, because ducks can fly. Oh, no, so I'd have to go for the wings first. Yeah. But oh, my God, it'd be like killing Pegasus. That's really sad. <laughs> but you can take your pizza delivery scissors and stab the horse-sized duck. Yeah. I neck. really hope that when I emerge victorious from this <laughs> fight, somebody like paints a big mural of me tackling the horse-sized duck. I mean, you could feed people forever with that thing. <laughs> so I will know I've made it. Yeah, exactly. Making our new millennial, millennial album art. <laughs> Just Pam fighting a horse-sized duck. 80s art. Or a duck-sized horse. Yes. And, and Pam, I just want to know, what are you passionate about? Music's probably your number one passion, right? Yeah, I think, well, I'm really passionate about, like, my job. I'm really passionate about journalism. I think that there are a lot of, like, it's really easy to be cynical about the media and, um, and with, with good reason, because I think that a lot of the larger conglomerates are, um, very biased, but I think, like, at the root of what journalism is in general, it's, like, I think that it's a really hard job that, like, people get little to no... Uh, recognition for most of the time until after something big happens because you know like obviously law enforcement firefighters policemen like the soldiers those people are on the front lines but what people don't understand is that reporters are usually right there alongside them so that like we're lucky enough to understand what's going on and so like real change can happen because our eyes will be open to issues that are taking place not just like in the united states but also around the world um which kind of feeds back into Um, The idea that lack of empathy is a big problem in humanity, I guess. So, uh, yes, uh, music is a big part of my life just because, like, I write about it and I enjoy it. But, like, that kind of stems back into my larger passion for journalism and the uh, people that do it so that we are more knowledgeable. That was a very intelligent answer. Wow. I know. I was moved. And easily the most intelligent question (laughs) of all the questions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but 
it. Do you want to know what the weirdest question I've ever been asked to answer during an interview? Yes, please. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? What did you say? (laughs) Well, you know, because you have to cater to get the job you want. So I said I would be a golden retriever because they're loyal. Oh, smart. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I would be a dolphin. They're very smart. I just like swimming. (laughs) Well, that's okay. Somebody who heard your answer would be like, oh, she's very smart. I bet that's what Michael Phelps wanted to be. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right, Uh, Pam. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, this uh, this is great. This was fun. I want to do this again. Yeah. (laughs) Our listeners should come up with more bizarre interview questions for us to ask you in the coming weeks. Yeah, sure. Pressure's on. And uh, after each recording, Laura and I have texted each other uh, high praise about you. Oh, she did good. I know. Yeah, glad we picked yeah, her. Yeah, that's nice. After every single one, we're like, she's amazing. Like, yeah. she was born to podcast. Oh, that's <laughs> podcast. So nice. That might be my tattoo <laughs> that I get eventually. No. Born to podcast. <laughs> Are you going to get it into in the Born to Run Fine, Bruce Springsteen right. album? That's why I'm thinking I'm destined Fond. for it. Yeah. yeah. It's two things in one. There you go. Cool. Good stuff. Who, who, who's the coolest uh, celebrity you've met? You've done a bunch of big interviews. Yeah, my default uh, answer to this is Paul McCartney because it's Paul McCartney. Jesus. Uh, met him at, at the Grammys. Uh, I was in what they call the war room. This is when I was interning in L.A. and got to ask him and Dave Grohl a question. So that was really cool. This is after they won for their original track in the Sound City documentary. Which, if you're a really big fan about music and um, you like documentaries, highly recommend checking that out if you haven't seen it yet, because it's amazing. That's amazing. And um, I actually thought you might mention One Direction, but I think we've... Oh my god, I forgot about One Direction! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Uh, One Direction. And That's a great that story. That was like at their peak. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. How, how much time mm-hmm. did you have with them? I think them? I saw you not long... I think I went to your house after that happened. I think so, because I may have made a joke about like, oh, have you washed your hand? I want to touch Harry. Yeah, and then you molested my palm for <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> Don't, I told you not to tell people that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool, though. That's very cool. And I think you have a picture with them, really right? Fun. Yeah, yeah, I do. Nice. And then there was one time where Pam was went was going to go to a Britney Spears meet and greet, and then she didn't. Oh, my God. And I was like, Pam, you should have invited me, and I would have gone with you. I had a plus one, but you were you said you were gonna do the catching fire thing and I was like, I'm not gonna like make Andrew choose between one group of friends and Britney Spears. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, but the photo with Britney would have been so worth it. Like I know, and I didn't take it because I looked like a rat that day. <laughs> I literally looked like a hot mess. I didn't shower. This is why look, if you're working in LA in any form of entertainment <sighs> business, always wake up early to shower because you never know what's going to happen. I don't care how bad I looked. I would just f- take myself out of the photo and be like, but I was going to go on the Brittany. internet forever and those things never die. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Anyway, good stuff. Thank you for sharing all that. On to some news now. First, I just want to start off with a minor update about North Korea. Uh, that meeting that's supposed to take place in Singapore in the middle of June is off for now. A White House official blamed a trail of broken promises as the reason why Trump 
cancel the meeting and he wanted to do it first before Kim Jong-un may have done it himself because then America would have looked stupid for getting canceled on by North Korea. Um, but it seems like it might be back. It's not officially back on, but it seems like it very well could. Uh, Kim Jong-un met with North Korea's president a few days ago in a show of good faith and Trump has said numerous times that it could be back on. I know we've already sent a team overseas to prepare for the meeting should it be put into place again um on that same i believe it was june 12th that it was scheduled for so Mm -hmm. watch this space we'll see it'll be a very important meeting and uh an iconic meeting should it pan out and uh just turning it into reality tv yeah, but like, not on tune purpose. in on the series finale or the season finale of the presidential apprentice <laughs> and see if they actually meet with North Korea. Like, shut the fuck up. I want this to be more the bachelor style. Will they, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> Will Trump hidden toward romance? Trump give him a rose. Between. Exactly. They're gonna go off to a romantic getaway in Singapore. And then they're gonna watch E three together. Oh my god, Nintendo launched a Pokemon game. (laughs) So that's that's all I wanted to say about that. But Laura, you know what I keep getting pestered with? Fucking emails in my inbox about new privacy policies. Can you please explain what's going on there? What Andrew's talking about here, and as I'm sure many of you at home are experiencing, you're getting a lot of emails from various subscription services that you might have, or just even other companies that have access to you and send you marketing materials. Um, So GDPR or the General Data Protection Regulation was just put into effect last week in Europe. Um, This is basically a set of new regulations that dictates when and how companies can contact you in an effort to better secure people's privacy. Now, even though this is only happening in Europe, it is impacting us across the pond, and I think it's impacting people all over the world mainly because since we're in such a global economy now, you can't very well pass a regulation like this on one continent and expect it not to impact other continents. Um, Services like Facebook have actually already uh, received lawsuits as of Friday uh, because they weren't completely GDPR compliant. Um, So there are just a number of things that companies have to do in order to be prepared For GDPR, one of those things is they have to actually have a place that states what data they're maintaining and where it's stored and who it goes to. So that has to be publicly available. Um, It also has to be easier for people to opt out of these kinds of services because GDPR holds permission uh, to be a very important consideration. So you can, like, no longer, you can't just put somebody on a mailing list in Europe without their consent. They, you actually have to be able to prove that that person wants to receive your materials. And there are some hefty fines that are associated with not being GDPR compliant. And it's causing some headaches for businesses all over the world as a result, because people in the States don't want to be sued for not being GDPR compliant. Um, for the most part, I feel like I know a lot of people in the tech industry who are just like, this is fucking terrible. It's making our lives hell. Yeah. And then I know for the consumer, they're just like, why am I getting all these fucking emails? Yeah. Like, I feel like my inbox is just entirely, our, our privacy policy has changed. Um, and for organizations that have not changed their privacy policy, 
they've actually started blocking European IP addresses from being able to access them. So like the LA Times was a prime example. They have not updated their privacy policy. So people living in the EU can no longer access the LA Times for for now until they change their policy. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it's been in the works for a while. It's not been a secret that GDPR was coming. Uh, places have had like over a year to be prepared for it. And it seems like some people did a better job of it than others. Um, but I can also kind of understand why it might not have been priority. Yeah. It was priority number one. Do you have any, like, are you experiencing any bad effects as a result of GDPR? I mean, I know that Hypable, presumably it like, maintains some kind of user data right no no (laughs) no we don't we don't i mean we used to have accounts we don't have accounts anymore Uh, and our developer is over in the uk so i think if he saw an issue he would have done something about it but yeah Mm -hmm. we do i mean we have a newsletter (laughs) does that count but that's like voluntary sign up yeah Yeah, yeah. unless you like the only time that wouldn't be voluntary would be if you created a list of people without their knowledge and started sending it to them. Yeah, right. That right. would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think we do anything sketchy and I just haven't really kept my eye on it because I didn't I didn't even know it was coming into effect until like a week or two ago when you started mm-hmm. getting these emails, but you know, it I to me it was a good time to clean out my uh services that I'm registered on like Every once in a while, instead of deleting all of my daily emails that I get from all these different companies like I don't care about, instead of just deleting them, what I'll do is I'll spend that day um, unsubscribing in each email to try and flush out where my email address is. Because, you know, we all get spam with stuff every day that we may have signed up a while ago for that we don't care about anymore. I recommend just in picking a random day every once in a while, just being like, all right, today I'm not deleting the emails. I'm going through each one and I'm unsubscribing. So that's what this reminded me to do because <laughs> you, you realize how many things you're a part of that you might not use anymore. Yeah. I will say I've gotten several of these emails and I'm like, oh, I didn't even remember I had this. I haven't logged into that shit in like 10 years. Right. It's probably bad <laughs> for these people for that reason too, because suddenly people are going in and deleting their accounts officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's cheaper than being sued. True. You know, but I mean, also the other thing, I was reading a Forbes article about this. It does have some lasting repercussions in terms of how companies, particularly companies based in the EU, uh, will have to change their advertising. Right. The thing is, now that, you know, you can't just email somebody an unsolicited marketing email you have to get really creative with your advertising and make things really flashy and shiny so that people want to sign up to get those emails. Right. So that's, I think going to change the landscape of how that kind of stuff works definitely in the EU. And then it'll probably have effects everywhere else, but right. Right. All right. Well, thank you for enlightening us. Sounds Mm -hmm. like we're through, through most of the storm in terms of getting notified. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of that, but there's still, from what I understand, just like Forbes has a ton of articles about it. And apparently there are just a lot of people out there struggling with the switch. Yeah. Well, that's their fault. I mean, they had plenty of time. Then again, it is all new. So 
It's all new. And the thing is, it's very, like, we didn't get into the super nitty gritty details here because it would take an entire episode. Yeah. There's just a lot that people have to keep in mind in order to be compliant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, in over in other overseas news, this was pretty tremendous. This is also something I really wasn't aware of until it came to pass. Ireland has voted decisively to repeal one of the world's most restrictive abortion bans, sweeping aside generations of conservative patriarchy and dealing the latest in a series of stinging rebukes to the Roman Catholic Church. So it turns out abortion was completely illegal over in Ireland. I did not know this. Did did you guys? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, yeah. it's very Catholic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very typical white male American not knowing this was a thing over there. <laughs> um, the yes camp took more than 66% of the vote to appeal, repeal the abortion ban. Um, and turnout was at 64%. So pretty big turnout. Um, the vote repeals the eighth amendment of, of the constitution, which took effect in 1983 and it conferred equal rights on the fetus and the mother and banned abortion under almost all circumstances. Um, before the referendum, the government had pledged to pass legislation by the end of the year to allow unrestricted terminations up to 12 weeks if the amendment was set aside. Um, until this occurred, it ended an era in which thousands of women each year had been forced to either travel abroad or to buy pills illegally online to terminate their pregnancies. And that would risk a 14-year jail sentence. The government has said that the general practitioners, these are the doctors who are the first port of call for patients, will be asked to provide abortions, although they will still be allowed to uh, consciously object to termination at their clinics. So pretty striking and pretty impressive move over there by Ireland. Yeah, and I mean, just the overwhelming win. It's not like they won by the skin of their teeth. It was a landslide vote. Yeah. That just goes to show that this has been a change that people in Ireland have been wanting for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, You know, those kind of margins don't come as a result of a social change that happens one or two years ago. You know, this this is probably something that has been stewing since that was all passed in the 80s. You know, and especially when you think about the fact that it was so restrictive that you know, it not only did it just prevent most abortions, but it prevented abortions that would otherwise be considered very special circumstantial abortions. Like, it seems like even in the States, conservative lawmakers are very amenable to, for the most part, to the idea of abortions in the case of like rape, incest, or health of the mother. Mm. And in a lot of cases, that that wasn't how it was in Ireland. Yeah. It was an incredibly restrictive law. So this, I mean, when you saw the reactions of people, particularly women, I don't know if you saw those reaction videos when it was announced, yeah. but I mean, it was an incredibly emotional moment. Yeah. And it, it was really moving to mm-hmm. see um, before this, like when people were, a lot of people traveled back to Ireland to vote on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw that on, it was trending on Twitter for almost all day, I think Friday or Thursday. And it's just lovely to see so many people come together for that Mm -hmm. um, and for a very important cause, too. All right. We have more news to discuss today. But first, time for a message from 
another one of our sponsors. Are you tired of overpriced phone bills and a carrier that makes life difficult for you? We have a new sponsor who are so awesome. They are Wing. Wing is a digital phone carrier that is stress-free and saves you money. Truly. Yes, a phone carrier like Verizon or AT&T, except you'll actually enjoy dealing with Wing. First of all, they're cheap, and you get the same features as the big guys. Wing's average bill is only $35 a month. Compare that to your bill. I bet you're paying at least double, if not 100 or more. Most Wing users have switched from a major carrier and are saving over 30%. Plus, Wing uses the same cell towers as those carriers. So you get the same great coverage, but for less, no strings attached, no hidden fees. Here's how it works. You sign up, you pick your monthly plan, and then they help you switch your phone to Wing. It's very easy to do. They can help you do it online or over the phone. So let's say I pick the 2 gigabyte per month plan. That's only $27 a month and includes unlimited voice and SMS, HD voice calling, Wi-Fi calling, visual voicemail, tethering, everything. And then here's the fun part. Not only are the prices low, they can potentially get even lower for you because if you don't use all your data in a month, you get money back. So you only pay for what you use. Let's say you're on that two gigabyte plan and you only use a gig and a half. You're going to get a few bucks back. Then you can use it for Patreon, for Starbucks, for your next Nintendo Switch, whatever you want. I was talking to Wing's team and they were telling me that a lot of people actually make a game out of this. Their customers try to see how much money they can score back every month. So they'll try to use as little data when they're not on Wi-Fi as possible. And think about it. You have Wi-Fi in so many places you go these days, like school, the gym, malls, even in cities, they they have public Wi-Fi now. You can actually stay on Wi-Fi most of the time, meaning that you can use Wing to help you get your monthly costs down. I want you to check it out right away. At least browse their site because it's beautiful. But to encourage you to sign up, we're going to get you a discount. You can get $25 off your first phone bill with Wing when you go to wingalpha.com. Click join Wing and enter the promo code M-I-L-L. Just go to wingalpha, W-I-N-G-A-L-P-H-A dot com. Click join Wing and enter the code M-I-L-L. As in, you're going to save a million bucks over your lifetime if you switch to Wing now. (laughs) It's time to get a phone carrier that is actually nice to you. Try them. I really think you're going to like them. Very millennial issue, isn't it? Save save money on your phone bill already. Yeah. Speaking of the phone bill, here's something that our phones, uh, we do often on our phones. Instagram. They launched a mute feature. (laughs) um it's the mute feature has generally grown in popularity over the past couple of years twitter and facebook have had these options for some time and now facebook owned instagram has joined the game and by the way i noticed this a while ago um you've actually for a while been able to mute people's instagram stories now you can mute their profile so in other words you won't have to see somebody in your feed it'd be like unfriending them except your remaining friends And they don't know that you muted them or not. Unlike friending, if you unfriend somebody, they're going to know. But this brings up a very millennial issue. The awkwardness of just deleting or unfollowing someone. (laughs) Because there's drama around deleting a person from your friends, isn't there? And when you do that, you kind of risk Mm -hmm. creating some bad blood. Has anybody ever been in that 
situation where you've had to mute somebody over deleting or vice versa? I mute family on Facebook all the time. <laughs> For politics or? For everything. Like, I just don't care, you know? <laughs> but I also, like, I, you know how, like, you can restrict access to my family is a bunch of gossips on one side. I don't need them knowing my business. Not that I use Facebook very much anymore, but you know, just put them on limited access. They can see like only public posts. I don't have to see theirs kind of just like forget about them. And then I don't have to worry if I run into them about them asking me, why haven't you friended me on Facebook or worse? My grandma calling saying, why haven't you friended your uncle on Facebook? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, actually defriended my aunt. (laughs) because she was she was posting really racist stuff and i was like ain't nobody got time for that yeah and i was like i'm not gonna do her the dignity of just muting her i want her to know (laughs) i don't want to talk Laura. you're so savage i love it (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i've been in this situation a couple times where i i don't want to delete like definitely there have been reasons um, where I've wanted to unfollow my family on Facebook because I don't want to see their politically charged posts. So I'll just do that see less from so-and-so option on Facebook. Um, and I've muted some people on Instagram in terms of stories because they'll, people some people post way too much in their stories on Instagram. And I generally like the feature. It, it started on Snapchat and then Instagram copied it. It can be fun, but some people just go overboard. Like you could be tapping through 30, 40, 50 posts from somebody in a single day. And it's just like, I don't give a fuck to look at 30, 40, 50 of your photos. But on Patreon, we launched the poll, mute or delete. Let's say that you recently broke up with someone. It wasn't a bad breakup, but you don't want to see their photos in your feed anymore. Do you delete and run the risk of drama or just mute them? 16 people said delete, it's over. 14 people said mute, I don't want unfriend drama. And then another 14 said mute because I'll check in on their profile when I can. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if there's no bad blood, I don't think there's any reason to to unfriend. But... Maybe you don't want you don't want to see them in your feed because like it'll bring back old memories or maybe... yeah. Well, that's why you unfollow them. Yeah, right. Or you mute them or whatever. Yeah. But what it, I and then what if it is a bad relationship? Oh well, then yeah, obviously. Yeah, unfriend them. Really? Huh. Yeah. yeah. If it was a bad. Oh, I have. I mean, listen. My first serious relationship was terrible. And I went out of my way to block him on like all social media, like all forms of contact because I was like, us communicating is not healthy. Yeah. Whereas like, I have a guy that I dated in college that I never talked to anymore, but we're still friends on Facebook. Mm. I don't look at his shit ever. And I doubt he looks at mine either, but we don't talk or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, uh, with my most recent relationship, I haven't unfriended or muted, but he also doesn't use social media much, maybe. I mean, there mm. have been previous people I've dated who I've, like, maybe we had a falling out or something, so I stay friends, but I keep them muted or I unfollow them on Facebook because, like, 
not that I have lingering feelings, but I don't care what they're up to. So bye, but I don't want to make it awkward by unfriending. (laughs) Out of sight, out of mind. It should make Instagram a little bit better to use. I really only use Instagram to stalk one particular person that I have a crush on. What? (laughs) Mark, guess who it is. Oh, he knows. Oh, I know. Who is it? It's Demetria Obilor. I don't know if that's how you say her last name. Uh, She's affectionately referred to as Traffic Bay. Traffic Uh, Bay? She is the traffic coordinator for a news station in Dallas, and she's amazing. And I love her. And I look at her pictures a lot. (laughs) 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 But I think Pam and I were saying this a couple weeks ago. We like Instagram because it's only people we know, and it's mostly positive stuff. I mean, she's super positive. I mean, I definitely follow attractive people on Instagram, too. But yeah, like, um, yeah, it's just mostly like aesthetically pleasing Instagram. Yeah. I yeah. never see anything on my feed unless it's like an ad. Then I go, oh, why is this on here? <laughs> and then the ads are like getting so good that it's more like, oh, I want that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they definitely track you from the web browser. Like, uh, I, Oh, yeah. Okay. It's bad. Clear your cash and cookies. Mm. <laughs> I have to unfollow um, uh, popular personalities sometimes because they oh my god every other post is sponsored like the queer eye guys i love this new queer eye on netflix it's fantastic but my god they've all got these sponsored deals i'm 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 seeing them talk about whole foods and alaska airlines and all these other things in like every other post i just but they're just so adorable just don't read the captions that's what i do oh and here's the worst part anthony (laughs) which you know he's like the hottest one on that queer eye show right of course yeah well i'm at target with my boyfriend the other day and guess what he's buys the the fucking hanes underwear that anthony vouches (laughs) for and he brings it over to me he's like vouch for the pouch because that's the thing that their new tagline with anthony like oh my god enough I thought you were going to say you guys switched to only shopping at Whole Foods. <laughs> uh, I can vouch for the pouch when my boyfriend is wearing the vouch for the pouch underwear. Mm. So see, Anthony had a point and he did something nice for your relationship. Yeah, now I can pretend he's Anthony. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to have Win-win. to get Mark some of these underwear. Yeah, there you go. Just looking at the comments here on the Patreon poll, Jen said I muted my ex, but then he deleted me. Shrug emoji. <laughs> Chelsea said delete because then I'm like you don't even deserve to follow me on social media Rebecca says I delete in order to remove the temptation of checking their profile then I focus on myself and moving forward good answer good for you I don't have that kind of motivation alright what else is going on Uh, we're moving on to a less happy news story um This dives into government inefficiency. So the government, specifically the Department of Health and Human Services, has, quote, lost track of 1,475 unaccompanied migrant children. So Steve Wagner, who's an official with HHS, testified that the federal agency had lost track of the children in a Senate committee hearing 
Health and Human Services has argued that once the unaccompanied minors are placed with foster families, they are no longer legally responsible for them. So that's been HHS's whole argument ever since this story started making waves, is that, well, we place them with vetted families, and they're good to go, and we are no longer legally responsible for them. So I kind of wanted to talk about why this is a big deal. Um, Since they're arguing that HHS placed them with vetted foster families, um, you know, why, why would it be something that we would expect the government to follow up on? Um, Does HHS follow up on cases of foster care like this for documented persons living in this country? Um, To what extent is that similar or different? Um, But there are a couple of points that we want to keep in mind. Um, We committed to finding safe families to place these kids with. They are here without documentation. They're here on their own. They arrived at our southern border by themselves. So when we took them and we placed them in our foster system, we committed to caring for them. So if we are truly a pro-life country, as so many on the right side of the aisle like to claim, then we should always commit to protecting the lives of children regardless of immigration status. The fact that that is even a debate is astounding and sickening to me. These are kids. Um, Secondly, unaccompanied, undocumented children are incredibly vulnerable. For example, PBS investigated the case of eight Central American teenagers who were smuggled into the U.S. and forced to work and live in filthy conditions in Ohio's egg production facilities. So that's While it's an extreme example, it is a true example of what can happen to children that we don't have a paper trail on. Um, Finally, something else to bring up is that while these particular children cross our borders alone, the U.S. is currently separating migrant children from their families who attempt to cross over. So if we can't keep track of children we decided to put into our foster system when they didn't have family they came with, why are we deciding to do the same thing with children who already get here with their families? Yeah. Like, we already fucked this up once, and we've got kids who are arriving with their caregivers. Let's not do this again. Um, And the reason that children are being separated um, is... and, And this is the fucked up thing. So, like... Even if their parents are asylum seekers, so they're seeking asylum and they show up at official ports of entry, they will still be charged with attempting to enter the U.S. illegally and their children will be separated from them and transferred to Health and Human Services for resettlement. All of this is part of Jeff Sessions' new 100% prosecution policy for undocumented arrivals. So this... Oh, go ahead. Well... So I guess the invest- investigation is still ongoing, but who's to blame here? Well, I would say starting with the federal agency, Health and Human Services, and their refugee resettlement program. Yeah, but like what went wrong? How could they screw up so badly? Well, they placed a little over 7,000 children with foster families, and Health and Human Services did attempt to follow up. Um, and most of them got back to them, but there was, you know, over a thousand, like closer to 1500 families that never did follow up. And we just don't know where they are or what they're doing. 
Um, there's some speculation that some people might have declined to follow up due to fear of deportation, uh, given the current practices uh, being implemented by the Trump administration. In some cases, in a few cases, people were put into foster homes with family members that were already residing here. But for the most part, these children went to people who were completely unrelated to them. Hmm. Jeez. So yeah, it's it's been a huge clusterfuck and an example of our lack of humanity. Because I'm so, like no matter how you feel about immigration, kids are off limits, right? Kids should be off limits no matter what your politics. Yeah. I mean, like where's the responsibility for like the foster care system too? You know? Mhm. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, and I mean, foster care is a notoriously... So messed up. Yeah, it's an underfunded, you know, overworked industry. It's There's not enough good people in it, and it doesn't get enough money. So you're deciding, okay, we are going to take our already burdened foster care system and add this to it and not provide any additional resources. And then we are going to wash our hands and absolve ourselves of all responsibility when it goes wrong, because we don't think we are liable for these children anymore. Yeah. Uh, I just, I get goosebumps every time I think about it. I'm sick about it. Just knowing like, even, even if one child ends up, in a circumstance like these eight children from Central America I just mentioned, even if one ends up in that circumstance, that's too many. So this is a really great opportunity for you to be reaching out to your representatives, to your elected officials and demanding, telling them that you want to know where these kids are. Yeah. Put the pressure on them. Midterms are coming up and they fucking know it. (laughs) Yeah. Not only that, I mean like fight for these Poor kids that are going to be ripped out of the clutches of their parents. Yep. Just because they're trying to come over and seek better opportunities. Yeah. Because that's inviting a similar situation to occur. It's almost guaranteeing that it will. It's so... It's like so... I hate... It's inhumane. Yeah. Yeah. And it just... It reeks. It reeks of Germany pre-World War II. And this is also like, you know, the administration is saying that this is going to be a deterrent, a deterrent for people trying to come over. But what they don't vocalize is the fact that most people cross the border by themselves and leave their families behind. So how is that going to deter like a mother from coming over to try and make money so she can send it back to her kids or like a father doing the same thing? Yeah. And it's a complete lack of empathy, too. You know, we I think we used to live in a time where people wanted to turn a blind eye to the issues that are really causing um, all of the undocumented immigration that we see in this country. And they, they wanted to believe that it was people trying to take advantage of a system. But now we have people in power like Jeff Sessions who actually recognize that one of the overwhelming reasons why people come here is to flee violence and death and poverty and he, his literal quote on this was he was basically just like, well, it's not our fault those things happen, so you just shouldn't come here illegally. 
And that just goes to show that you have no humanity. If that's how you feel, you have no humanity, you have no empathy, and you don't give a shit about anyone except yourself. Ah, so fucked. Yeah, so this is going to be another one of those watch this space stories. Yeah. All right, well, we have a fun surprise bitch coming up. But first, it's time to tell you about our final sponsor of the week. They are Policy Genius. We've told you about them before. They are the go-to place for anyone searching for insurance policies of all types. You need insurance? This is the site. This is a huge no-brainer. We all need insurance for our home, our life, our health, our cars, even our pets. And Policy Genius is the way to quickly and easily compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. It's so simple, and these guys have these guys also have a beautiful site. I've been using policygenius.com to monitor car and home insurance rates, make sure I'm getting the best offer. It asks you a couple questions about what you're trying to insure, and boom, you're given a bunch of policy options from all the insurers you've heard of before. Why should you trust them? They have helped over 4 million people shop for insurance and place over $20 billion in coverage. Don't let insurance shopping suck anymore. Use these guys to make it quick and easy. If you've been thinking about getting life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, wrenches insurance, pet insurance, go to policygenius.com. It's the easy way to compare the top insurers and find the best policy for you. You'll be saving time, money, hassle, and it's free. I don't even know how they're paying us to tell you about them. It's free. Policy Genius, because comparing life insurance doesn't need to be a pain in the neck. Not a pain in the neck is today's edition of... Surprise! Surprise! Surprise, bitch! You like that, Pam? I do. That was me laughing. Oh, you like that, Laura? Do we have similar laughs? I think we do. I don't think I ever noticed. I think we have similar toned voices. We do. Yeah. Mark was just excited because he likes hearing the sound effects live. (laughs) I actually kind of do two Marks. I feel you. Hey, Mark, he's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> silly boy oh. what you're a bad boy aren't you mark oh my <laughs> oh I mean, kind of hey mark How oh is, oh. is this matt former millennial host matt uh oh my god who is this wait why are you in the surprise bitch form did you sign up how are you who doing matt <laughs> how are you doing matt what's <laughs> new you're you're on with laura and pam and mark and oh not- my god <laughs> i this is incredible. I can't believe, I never thought you guys would call me. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Like, I stopped never listening to you guys a up. long time ago, but. Yeah, they, yeah I, mean, I didn't know who this unknown number was. So, uh, I can't believe This is crazy. Well, I mean, crazy. you kind of don't have room to talk because I did try to call you last week without warning and you didn't answer, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't answer from unknown numbers i still there's there's people trying to come for me yeah so so what's new (laughs) tell us what's going on since we last spoke to you what are you doing well um i i had a couple bowel movements since then i have definitely um gotten that itch that laura knows about you've gotten rid of so that rash is gone oh good yeah yeah that one (laughs) so you took the antibiotics and you you cleared it out it's 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 cleared. It's 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 ready for a soft landing. 
And uh, um, I mean, these are big issues that you're touching on. But how about the nursing thing? How's that? How's that going? Oh, it's you, apparently there's like a lot of science involved, and um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's no, it's it's fun. It's it, it's a lot of fucking work, and I I'm still doing it. So that's great. Good. I don't know why they're making it so fucking hard. Like, all I want to do is help people. And they're like, oh, no, but you, you can't kill somebody. So you got to know. Apparently, like, like that's a thing. That's a lot for them to ask so, of you, but. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, like, did you know that, like, if you give somebody the wrong blood type, like, it could actually, like, hurt them? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you know what hospital you're going to be working at? UCLA. Okay. Avoid UCLA. Sinai. Avoid. If Cedar I need Sinai. a blood transfusion, I will not go there. Coming to a hospital near you. Yep. A lot of celebrities <laughs> die at Cedar Sinai. Maybe they're hiring a lot of nurses like Matt, who are just fucking it up, getting the blood types wrong. Oh, the call ended. Thanks, Skype. Did he hang up? No, nah, that's possible. <laughs> I had some. I had a couple important questions for him. Hold on, we'll call back. Yeah, we weren't done with him yet. Hello. Why'd you hang up, bitch? We weren't done with you. Who is this? <laughs> hey, I have an important question for you. If you were an, an if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? I would say a honey badger. Because it doesn't give a shit. Yeah, because honey badgers don't give a fuck. <laughs> and and also, you... like, they, they, I don't know, they don't know how to be afraid. Would you would you be a horse-sized honey badger or a honey badger-sized horse? Oh, I would love to be a honey badger-sized horse. That'd be adorable. Okay. Who the fuck would <laughs> want to be a horse-sized anything? <laughs> what are you doing right you now? You can even You're... get on airplanes. You're walking around. Where are you uh, going? Uh, I mean, it's not about the destination, bro. It's about the journey. Um, I'm actually walking my dog. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Aww. Very cool. I've had um, I've had a couple of bottles of wine, so I need to. Uh, oh, just walk a couple. Just a couple. I mean, shit. It's only five. <laughs> well, I see you're spending your time outside of Millennial wisely. That's that's very good. Well, I mean, I see you guys are spending your time wisely by recording a podcast. <laughs> so how is your memorial day? <laughs> wow. We haven't been canceled yet. Nope. No, we haven't. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, good yeah. checking in with you. Be well. Good yeah, luck I'm with the, the nursing yeah. thing. Uh, thanks. Uh, good luck with... um. Yeah, this podcasting thing you guys are doing. Sure. Great. Thanks. And just one more um, time, uh, we shouldn't go to UCLA or Cedar Sinai. Yes. Or right. Kaiser. I haven't decided which one yet. Just avoid every LA hospital. Oh. Mark goes yeah, to Kaiser. Me, oh, no. Yeah, just, t- just take your vitamins, guys. Like, really. <laughs> and get vaccinated. Are, are, is this what you're learning? Take vitamins and get vaccinated and everybody will be okay? So far, I've only been doing this for a year. So, <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Matt. We'll talk to you again you're sometime. You're welcome. All right. Love I you. Have, I mean, yeah, I love you. Love you. Love you guys. 
All right, bye. He seems to feel like he's above podcasting now, but there's a lot of superficial people in L.A. who pursue a lot of nonsense, so I don't know what that's about. Oh, this is just Matt's way. (laughs) It's just his way. That's how he tells us he loves us. Hard love, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, well, it's been a fun show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. A couple plugs. Check out millennialshow.com. That's where you'll get everything you need pertaining to this program we bring to you every week. Um, also, we are supported by listeners like you. Patreon.com slash millennial is where you can pledge and get access to tons of benefits instantly, um, including things like Palace Intrigue, which we're kind of, kind of opening up right now to more than just a couple posts a month. We're going to just post random stuff there. A couple days ago, Laura and I were like, why are we posting stuff in the Facebook group? Let's just start posting it on the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Adrian was like, they don't pay us anything. Yeah, where the fuck is the money (laughs) from the Facebook group? (laughs) These photos of my clean movie theater floor are valuable. So uh, we're shaking up the Patreon and we we got some feedback from y'all and we appreciate that. So more to come there. Mark, good having you on again. Good being here. Look forward to your post E3 report. I'm going to be erect probably during the Nintendo panel. So erect, you, you, you and me both. Excellent, excellent. My kind of guy, <laughs> Laura. You're going to have to put out for him that night because he's going to need a release after that. <sighs> we'll see. It's okay. We could just smash. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm muting this relationship. <laughs> oh man. We gotta get through that juicy after dark stuff. Yes. Oh right. Coming up in After Dark today, we have a couple of confessionals that are too juicy for the main show. We want to protect people's <laughs> confessions. And we're also gonna play some Google that shit. It's been a while, and I became inspired earlier this week when I Googled how often should I? And then I saw some autocompletes there. I was like, oh, I think it's time for Google that shit again. So we'll do that as well. Yep. If you thought that Omaha Steaks ad was juicy, just wait. Just wait. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. I'm Pamela. And I'm Mark. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Okay. Thanks, Pam, for that suggest. You're welcome. Suggest. It's a great album. Yeah, very catchy. So, so good. My boyfriend's into that album, too. Oh, my God. Your boyfriend has great taste in music. <laughs> it's like the spring into summer. Oh, album. It's interesting. Great. Okay. Yeah.